I'm your host, Rachel Fialco, and welcome to The Inner Beauty Code. I'm obsessed with all things personal growth, spirituality, human behavior, beauty, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and beyond. Join me as we uncover spiritual practices and practical tools for a more fulfilling and purposeful life, all while learning to strike that perfect balance between internal and external beauty. Get ready to embark on a remarkable journey of self-exploration and self-improvement where strength, beauty, and transformation converge. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the Inner Beauty Code. I am here today with one of my favorite people. She is one of the most kind-hearted people that I know and also one of the most self-assured people I know, and it's refreshing to watch. She is Jenna Sims Kapka, the founder and president of HBBQs, Inc., the organization that puts on the Pageant of Hope, which is a nonprofit event that empowers kids and teens around the U.S. and beyond. And when she's not running that, she is a new mom to little crew and the number one Krispy Kreme donut connoisseur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know a thing or two. (laughs) Hey, well, welcome, Jenna. Thanks for having me. I miss you. I miss you too. So getting right down to it, I know you got, or you're on mom duty today, so. I'm on mom duty every day, but especially today. I'm the only one here. Yes, yes. So it's me and Cove, me and the dog watching crew today. (laughs) Oh, good. He's so cute. So like I mentioned to you on the Inner Beauty Code, the whole purpose here is to inspire women to take a journey within themselves to find validation, confidence, live outside the box, and to understand the freedom that comes with true self-acceptance and appreciating yourself. And like I mentioned, you are one of the perfect examples of that. And I want to hear a little bit about your story of how you got this way, because I know that you weren't always this self-assured and this confident, and there are things you did, and there was a process that your life took you took you through to get you to this point. So tell us a little bit about your, your history and anything that comes oh up after that. I mean, the shortest way to tell someone how to be more self-assured is to just say, I do not care what anyone thinks. Like, I know who I am. I know my worth and I love myself. I was actually scrolling Instagram earlier today and I saw Gwyneth Paltrow. She just put a quote out. The account was Bustle, so I don't know if it was their magazine or what it was, but it just said something like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. And I was like, yes, queen. Like to me, I think she's kind of a weird gal, but you know what? After reading that, I'm like, she doesn't care what I think. Like, you know, and that's kind of what I adopt for myself. But yeah, in the beginning, I was in the beginning, I guess we'll say impressionable years in high school. You know, I was, I'm naturally thin and I have, you know, my ears poke out and I have a huge forehead and I would, you know, people would comment on that and they still do. I just literally could care less. And we'll say bully, but I'll put that lightly. You know, I don't, I don't want to, yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience and I was not confident at all. And actually pageants is what brought me into my confidence. Like just that feeling of walking on stage and feeling so proud of the work I've put into it. Like I didn't win my first pageant. I don't even remember how many years it took me to win a pageant, but after that first time I won, it just instilled so much confidence in me. And that's also partly why I created the pageant of hope is to pass that winning feeling on to those who need it most. But Just, I think also it comes with age. Being in my 30s, I feel just, I've learned a lot more. I've lived a lot more life. Like I've proven myself. So age definitely gets you more confidence as well. 
I love that you say that too, because I know we've spoken about this too. In your 20s, it's really about like figuring yourself out and trial Mm -hmm. and error and making those mistakes and trying to fit in or trying to figure out where you fit in and who you Mm want to be. And then your 30s is just like, you know what, this is me. This is where I'm at. This is who I am. So I don't really care what anyone else thinks and starting to embrace that and live from that place. Yeah, I feel like in your early 20s, in your early 20s, you're just really trying to, you know, most girls are obsessed about getting married and having babies before they turn 30. And like, oh, if I just had a husband, I would just be so happy. And I'm like, you aren't complete with a husband. You need to be complete, then find your husband. And I think I went that route. Like, I really started going to therapy before Brooks and I got married. Like, I truly believe that, like, completing yourself and then, you know, moving on to whatever, if if, that, if marriage is something that you're, you're interested in, it's not the other way around. Like getting married doesn't give you confidence. You have to have the confidence and then you get married. You know what? I, does that make sense? Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think that's a big problem too, especially like you said, looking at social media and like young girls these days, just always comparing yourself and thinking, okay, if I'm just this way, then these guys will like me. And it does, I mean, it is, it it does bruise your confidence when you get rejected by guys, especially when you're younger and and even, you know, now, (laughs) even into your thirties, if you're single. Oh, totally. Rejected by anything, really a job, a, you know, a ball, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about therapy a little bit more here with you because I'm down. you know what I'm talking about. It's funny that you mentioned people thinking that they don't need it because there are so many people out there. I'm like, you need, you need it. You a need help. Gender, you know? A whole gender. Yeah. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's not a bad thing. And, and it's interesting. I think we are very lucky and, and we're in a lucky time right now where it's okay to say you go to therapy. It's okay to admit oh, yeah. that you have, have to work on yourself. It's okay to say like, I'm not okay. And I want to fix it because generations previous to us weren't able to do that. They didn't have the information. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have like the societal changes that we're going through right now to make it acceptable to have a problem. A lot of people just, nope, I'm okay. Everything's fine. My life's fine. And let's sweep it under the rug and not talk about it. And it gets carried down and passed down through generations until somebody finally has the courage to like look within themselves, break those family cycles. So I give kudos to you because your relationship with your kids will be way better because of it. Oh, definitely. But on that note of like, I am working on myself, people in therapy, if you're with the wrong therapist, or if you're just inherently, I think not a good person, this is a hot take. This is controversial. So I feel like some people use that to like be a bad person. Sometimes I like, Oh, I did this horrible thing, but it's okay. I'm working on myself. Like, You can't just say you're working on yourself and not do the work. You know what I mean? Because like people Mm -hmm. sometimes use therapy as a crutch. Like, oh, I'm just going through something right now. Like, no, like go through it and see the other end of it. Now I'm a new mom and I, my husband and I plan on staying married, you know, forever. Unlike both sides of our parents. So it's kind of something that we have in common of like, we're doing this the first time. Like our both sets of our parents divorced when they when we were both two years old, which is a crazy thing to have in common. But we're both like, how do we navigate this? Because we've never grew up in a household with two loving parents. So it's going to be really fun to do it differently than than our parents did, but also break the generational, you know, the cycles of 
you know, certain habits that our parents instilled in us, like, um, Brooks doesn't show a lot of emotion sometimes because he maybe didn't feel like he could growing up. And I am a perfectionist because my mom was really strict on me, like typical pageant mom, you know? And so, and my dad was like super religious and I'm not really. So it's just like figuring out how to create a safe sort of space for crew to grow up and be himself. And yeah, it's hard. It's almost, it's really hard. Yeah. And like create your own story and like leave that behind. And I, and I love that, that you guys are having that outlook. Yeah. And if it wasn't for therapy, we would never even be able to have that conversation of our parents made us feel this way. So we're, we're going to learn what to do and what not to do, you know, and instill that in crew. So very thankful for that. Cause I, I used to just be so scared to like bring up any sort of uncomfortable conversation with Brooks for fear of like him. Oh, he might not like me if I say this or, you know, if I start this argument, he's going to run away. But therapy lets me I'm head on, baby. We're head on. <laughs> yeah. Which is so amazing. And even like couples, it's like I've hear so many times people getting divorced because they don't even know, you know, you mar- you're married to someone, but you don't really know them and you yeah. don't really have you're not really in it. And I think that shows a lot for you guys in your relationship too, when you're actually able to show up and express yourself and the other person is there listening and, and stays and was willing to work it up. Out. You both definitely have to want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do. I have seen couples kind of change and their partner. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's a scary thought. No, 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 not like changing. I mean, like, because they don't have these conversations and they're not oh, open yeah. to therapy that you realize when I do voice my opinion, you just get shut down or you can't talk about it. So therefore, how do you really connect with your partner and how do you work through stuff if you can't have that yeah. space to bring stuff up and then be able to move through it? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Kudos. My my therapist definitely provides like a good role play scenario. Like, like we'll practice sort of the argument before it happens. Like I'm like, well, what if he says this? And she's like, okay, well let's let's play this out. I'll be Brooks and you're you. And I'm like, okay, because um, I I just go to therapy right now. Um, and so I'll or, or just if I'm having something with my mom, she'll be my mom and I'll be me. And we just play out every single possible scenario. So I'm ready and I'm equipped with like what to say. And I think that's priceless. Like just having some sort of script and something in your arsenal. Like if it goes this way, you can say this. And if it goes this way, you can say this. And what was coming to mind too, when you were saying that too, is that we do that in our own heads. Like we, we create all these crazy stories about like what might happen or what if, and what if, and like a lot of times, like 99% of the time, it never never goes that way anyways. And you create all these like crazy stories that never happen, which again, that sounds like an amazing tool to have. to To say the right thing and not just like defend, 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 like say like, this is how it made me feel. And that's why it's not okay. Not just like, you know, yeah. yeah, we should just be therapists. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jenna, I'm here getting my master's in psychology. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. I think I didn't know that. Yeah. If you need any yeah. guinea pigs, I'll talk to you all day long about my problem. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. You're funny. So going back to the, aside from therapy, you know, you said that there was a bunch of different things that you've done over the years years that have made you more confident and stepping out onto a stage, like you said, in your bikini, I know that stage fright is one of my biggest challenges. So the fact that you were able to get up 
and sign up for a pageant when you were bullied? And what made you, what do you think it is that like pushed you through the discomfort throughout the years doing that or maybe losing and keep showing up again? Because that is one thing I did notice about you, like your persistence to say, I want this (laughs) and keep going. It is, it is. And to keep going for it. Uh Aha. I wish I had when Capricorn I, placements. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the best. And well, it's, a, it's the best and the worst. But when I was younger, I used to watch to Miss Teen USA. I when it was still on TV. Like I grew up watching pageants. And even though I was just not confident, not cute, I was I wanted to be one of those girls so bad. And then it was the Victoria's Secret runway show. And then it was Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. I just always looked up to those models and I just wanted that so badly. And I remember one of the girls who won Miss Teen USA got to be in a soap opera. This is like early 2000s. And I was like, oh my God, this is my path. Like if I want to be, something in me just wanted to be on TV. I just, I guess I just knew I did dancing, you know, I've always was a little bit performative. So pageants was like, oh, that's my pathway to be on TV because she got to do it. And it kind of was like in a weird way. I, and I think the the my stubbornness was like, I did one pageant and I made a lot of friends. Like I grew up mostly an only child. Like Hannah and I have like a pretty wide age gap. So mostly an only child. And I made girlfriends at these pageants that were like sisters to me and best friends. And I just like, I loved that. And then I started winning scholarship money for college through pageants. So it's just one thing led to another. And then, you know, I grew into who I was. I got the right coaches. And, you know, it was kind of like the one that got away. And I finally won like a big one, like Miss Georgia Teen USA. And then it did lead to like so much other things. But yeah. And (laughs) another amazing thing about you going after your dreams is, well, A, you slid into your husband's DMs and I, I went after that. I, was I love that so about like, you. Thank you. I was answering because I, I was a finalist for the Sports Illustrated swimsuit thing. And yes. they were it, some kind of question got brought up. And I was like, I think I've gone after or made the first move on everything that I've had success in in life. <laughs> like the, the pageants, like I entered, I didn't give up. And I finally won. Like, with Brooks, my husband, I made the first move. And girls are just so scared. Like, oh my God, he hasn't texted me in 10 days. I'm like, we'll text him. Like, what are you doing? They're not going to come running through your door. It's not like, that's not realistic. You're not going to be in charge for the rest of your life if you make the first move. <laughs> like, he can still yeah. open the door for you and buy you dinner. But yeah, I, I just knew, like, I felt a connection to Brooks. And I saw him and I literally slid into his DMs. And... We started chatting back and forth, and then it kind of, there was like a lull, you know, maybe a couple of days, a couple of weeks, I don't even remember. And then I started back up again, and looking yeah. back, like, now that we've been married, well, like over a year, we've been together like six years, and he, I, I asked him about that, and he was like, it was just so refreshing, because I knew exactly where you stood. Like, girls who don't make the first move or make any moves, guys don't, or this is Brooks talking, he was just like, I don't know where they stand, like, so I'm like, oh, that does make sense, the girls just have this complex about the guy has to make all the moves in the beginning. And I'm like, that's could not be further from the truth. Like I am so thankful I did it the way I did it. My friends thought I was crazy. They still think I'm crazy. Like people come to me for advice. Like my sister is single right now and she's coming to me for advice. I'm like, this is what you should say. And she's like, Oh, I could never say that. I'm like, well then, okay. Don't listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. Let's stay single. (laughs) 
pretty well. I'm not saying it, but I'm thinking it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's that maybe is also a part of my confidence is like knowing that like it's okay to make the first move and that and you get so much power. Like even if I fail, like I'm still waiting on the Sports Illustrated results, but even if I failed, I feel so empowered because I did put myself out there so much. Like, and then the same with dating. Like, I've I've made the first move in other relationships and didn't work out. But like, I I don't know. I just I I feel empowered like doing that. You know, there's something to it. Jenna, see, this is why I'm so inspired by you for th- for this specific reason too. It's like it's so true. I mean, you're gonna. What do they say? You will miss like 100% of the chances you don't take. And that's Wayne Gretzky. Uh, no, yeah. You miss 99% of the shots you don't take. You don't yeah. take. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think that's so amazing. And, and I hope a lot of women would agree with me and think that's so inspiring because yeah, what do you really have to lose at the end of the day? Like if you're asking out a guy, he's going to say no, or wouldn't ask you out anyways, or he could say yes and change the whole direction of your life. And then I moved just, from LA across the country because of one DM. <laughs> I, I literally it's moved so from Florida. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, my girls are so scared. I guess the fear of failure, but that's the universe sort of telling you that that's not the one for you and better know now than 10 years down the road. Like, you know, some people. (laughs) Yeah. Funnily enough, guys, Jenna and I met like, I I know you don't remember. We actually went to the same college and we have a mutual or mutual friends from Belmont university in Nashville. And I I thought you go there for like one year, two years. I went for two. I, I left after my sophomore year. Again, I was yeah. like, this is not for me. I'm taking my career in my own hands and went out to LA. <laughs> and I know you were younger than me, but we went to the same school and I crossed paths with you. I literally just remember you being in like black sweatpants, walking through like that main building that Belmont had. And then fast forward to however long later, 12 years later, I get a call from Jenna through another mutual friend to come over and do her makeup. And I'm like, I think I know you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild how the universe works out. But yeah, again, if you don't step in the dirt, I always like think this way when I'm thinking about even starting this podcast, Jenna, for me to use my voice and to be here doing this right now and starting this is a huge huge milestone for me because I used to sing and for so long I had such bad stage fright I like wouldn't use my voice and now here we are working on on work through work through all that here we are but taking that first step into the direction of what you want I think then once you know where you're going like the universe God steps up to meet you where you're at and again if it if that specific thing is not for you you'll pivot and find the the thing that is so I it's so amazing good, good well I want to for you because you're <laughs> such a you're such a great interviewer like I would have no idea that this was like something that would be challenging for you because you're a natural you're doing a really good job oh thanks Jenna but yeah and then you walking on a stage at seven months pregnant during Sports Illustrated Miami Swim Week is wild and I give tough. such kudos to you. You looked amazing. It looked like so easy for you and you looked great. So how did that feel? You know, that one was I, I could not believe the timing of my life for this thing. Like being pregnant and having, you know, starting a family was such a huge goal. 
as was Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. And it was crazy that both of those things kind of happened at the same time because I submitted my little audition video and I wasn't pregnant. And then a month later I got pregnant after like I got in the most insane shape of my life, like insane shape. And of course I knew like we were trying to get pregnant. I just, it hadn't happened at, at that point. So that was in like October and we got pregnant in December. And, and then I made the, the first round of cuts and I was like, ah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like I didn't tell them. <laughs> and so I was like yeah. doing the, the interviews, like you couldn't tell with my body yet. And then I made another round of cuts. And then I finally told one of the staff members and she was like, oh my God, we're all so excited. Like, it's like, is this going to hurt me or, or, or help me in any way? Like, just let me know. And she was like, we're so excited for you. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's not going to hurt me, you know? that kind of relieved a lot of my stress about it because they're so welcoming of women of all ages of life, all phases of life. You know, they've had pregnant models before, but I think I was probably the most visible they've ever had, like on the runway, which was kind of exciting and fun. But I was, I was pretty nervous. Just, just prior to that, I was on the runway again for the One One Swim, another brand that I have a collaboration with. And I think I was more nervous for that. Like Brooks came for that one and my dad came and Brooks, like we're so honest with each other, like to a fault. Like if he has a bad day, I'll be like, yeah, that was rough. Like, you know, we can talk pretty truthfully about each other. What do you want? Um, And so I was like, man, I was so nervous. And Brooks was like, yeah, I could totally tell on your face. I was like, okay, so I could, it wasn't just me. Um, So for the one, one, I was, um, six weeks or six months pregnant. And I think that was the first time really just putting my body out there. You know, I can pose on Instagram and whatever and be fine. But like walking a runway, they got a full 360 view of what your body looks like. So that was terrifying. But then I, then I, I think I just doing it, I just needed to do it. Like I got to walk three times for one, one, it got easier and easier and easier. And by the time SI came around, I was showing a little bit more. I think that might've helped with my confidence. Like she's for certain she's pregnant, you know, like it just mentally helped out a little bit. I don't know if that's good or bad to say, but I just felt a little more sure of my body. I I felt a little bit healthier and I I just, I think it was a safer space modeling for Sports Illustrated than, you know, one, one, it was like classic models and me, like, I felt like a little bit like of an outcast if I'm being completely honest, but in SI, it was like, so embraced. So it was was like all shapes, sizes, walks of life. They, they're they're all here for it. Yeah. And so many of my friends were down there. Like I heard them all like screaming my name. Like it was like a more yeah. of a party vibe. Whereas one, one was like a very sort of a stricter, like fashion week sort of energy. Like they're not dancing and screaming and like SI everyone's like drunk and partying in the crowd. Not me, but everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it you was could, more you fun. could feel all the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad to have missed that. And being so far away from everyone's stuff. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be more. It was so much fun. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm um, still waiting. I'm still manifesting that. So bring all you, that to me. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm I ready. have no doubt that's coming your way next. No doubt about it. Okay. So one, one swim. First of all, I loved your collabs with them. I bought a couple of your bathing suits from them. So I love Aww. the designs. So I want to talk about how social media too has how you've been able to show up on there. Cause I remember even when you first like 
started really going on your stories, talking so much like you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. How, how did all this stuff come yeah. about for you? It's funny. You talk about me talking of, of my stories and stuff. Cause that used to be probably similar to you, like being fearful of starting this podcast. I used to be so terrified to talk to my camera and you would never know that now. Cause I'll just wake up and be like, la, 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 la. like this is what's going on. This is da, da, da. I don't know what happened. Um, Cause I, it's kind of a transition. I'm still doing acting and modeling and all that. But now that I'm in Florida, the opportunities aren't like they were in LA. So I had to kind of shift cause your girl has to make her own money from always and forever. So I viewed Instagram as a moneymaker and it is, and it's fantastic. Um, but in LA, I guess, so I remember when Instagram started, I was living in LA and that was, I mean, I'm, it's the era, there's still an era, but I've outgrown this era of thong bikini photos and like I was doing promo modeling for like Bud Light or you know the beer brands and I was using Instagram to like be that girl like uh, I'm sure if you scroll down far enough you can probably find some of these still but that Mm -hmm. that is I'm not afraid to admit that's how I got my initial following which is being thirsty on Instagram (laughs) and arguably people were probably like she's still thirsty on Instagram um I'm just thirsty in different ways I guess (laughs) um but yes, yeah, so I built my following. Thirsty that for that way. wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I built my following doing swimwear stuff. And then over time, it led to smaller brand deals. And then, you know, I've had a few viral moments with Brooks that gained a few more followers here and there. And then that's when agencies started reaching out. Um now there's full-fledged social media agencies that weren't around when I lived in LA. Um, Cause I probably would have started doing this influencer stuff a lot sooner. Um, but I signed with an agent who then they manage all of my brand deals and not the collabs. They manage like the stuff that I sell, like with a code, like, you know, Jenna 20 for this bottle of water, like that kind of stuff they manage, um, which is great. Cause I'm not going to go out there and seek that type of opportunity. They just, it, they have just been so fantastic. I'm so thankful because it's, to me, it's like a commercial. Like I get a product and I get the brief. I decide whether it's something that I would actually use or not. And then I talk about it on my phone to, to the hundreds of thousands of people. And then they buy it. It's crazy. It's like yeah. real time marketing. You know, I love that. I'm such a nerd for that. I'm, I majored in marketing at uh, Belmont, the my short time there. Um, so, so being an influencer is what led to these collabs. I, I think I just go about it differently. Like I'm not scared to be on my phone without makeup. Like this, I have no, I haven't even showered today. That's partly because it's just me and crew. Um, but that back in the day, that would have never been a thing. That's a whole nother side topic, but just showing up transparently in who I am, like showing that I'm not perfect. And like, has, I think my, my followers have stayed loyal because they know I'm not going to bullshit them. I'm not going to like, put on a full face of makeup and then be like, okay, this is the most amazing phone case. You have to get it. You know, I'm like, oh my God, this is like the coolest phone case in the world. Like, I don't know. There's, that's just marketing, but yeah, being authentic, that led to me being the brand of Jenna Sims, like whatever that means, golf wife, whatever you want to call it. Golf wife, she has her own career. She runs a nonprofit. She's, you know, fitness girl, whatever is in that Jenna Sims brand these bigger brands like Steve Madden, One One Swim, this earring company, 
they took note. My first big one was Steve Madden. And that that was because of golf. That was a golf shoe. And they wanted a golf wife. So there was, you know, that that did happen because of that. But it was very successful. And I think that then led to the swimwear thing somehow. Um, one one swim, who I've I've always bought from, they were like, I ordered a bunch of swimwear for my bachelorette trip. And then after that, they were like, why don't you just design your own? And I'm like, I remember really? that because that is kind of a dream of mine to like dive more into the fashion world, which I, I am, I guess. Um, and I don't mind that it's attached to other brands because they're just they've been great. Um, so, yeah, I did the one one swim collab. And that was just because of, I think, the success of Steve Madden. I'm on my third line with one one swim right now. And then when I got pregnant, this other collab fell into my lap, Mignon Gavigan, which is the earring company. I have, I'm like sitting here staring at like, everything's just no. kind of scattered around right now. I'm um, obsessed the, with those the, earrings too. They're so also, cute. I have so many. I'll yeah. send you some for sure. Please send um, me some if you have extra. <laughs> I will. They're, they're the angel wings so, and I wanted the wings so just, just to represent like woman's fertility journey. It's not always perfect. And and through that, actually, we're just giving back to a, another foundation, the Baby Quest Foundation, which is going to help women start their families. The Baby Quest Foundation is a nonprofit that I just started working with, but it helps women who are single, who are in same-sex marriages or in a traditional marriage and just not able to get pregnant or can't afford like IVF or a surrogate. It gives them grants so that they can start their own family if they're not able to do so on their own so my collab benefits that nonprofit. I am obsessed with dibs as well and it was so it was so funny I came across that brand from Jeff um yeah. through my client Alex and yeah. um anyways I then then you were the investor of that that brand is so great and see you're picking like great brands to invest in because oh, I feel like me, it blew girl. up Oh, that one, yeah. That one fell into my lap. Like, fell. That's amazing. That one beat me, like, beat my, that one did beat my door down. That That's the one time <laughs> where I didn't have to go after it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, but it was so random. Like, I was being my dumbass self, like, on a ferry. On the ferry from um, the bottom of New York. Downtown New York. I don't know what that, Staten, whatever the fuck that ferry Staten Island? I think Staten so. Island? That yeah. ferry over to um, Jersey City. I was all by myself on the top. And, you know, you pass by the Statue of Liberty. So I'm, like, taking my hair down, getting my lip gloss on. And I got my phone out because I'm, like, I'm going to get a picture of me with the Statue of Liberty in the back in front of all these people. So I guess in a way I was putting myself out there because I had no shame. I was, like, you know, like, ready. I was going. And, and it was windy and the hair was, like, getting in my lip gloss. And I was like being a complete dweeb. And this man, not man, this guy, he was like my age, our age, came up to me and he was like, how's it going? And I was like, not great, if you can tell. And he's like, he's like, how'd your selfie turn out? And I was like, oh, it's like a four out of 10. He's like, dang. And then we just got to talk and, and he was one of the founders of Tula, the skincare company. And I was like, oh, I, I love Tula. He's like, let me send you some. You know, I, I never thought like he wasn't being like creepy or anything. So I like gave him my number and I was like, send me some Tula. And he did. And then time passed, like time passed. And he reached out blindly one day and was like, I have an investment opportunity for you. If you're interested, there's this new skincare company. 
And I was like, you know what? I just sold a condo in, in Atlanta, like my um, my condo that I was holding on to for way too long. Um, and I sold it. So I had some money in the bank of my own. Um, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to invest in this beauty brand. And here we are. It's like massive now. <laughs> Like, I can't Shoot. believe it. Hell yeah, so Jenna. It was, <laughs> it was, that was the craziest story. I was like, it was, it was just the wildest thing, but yeah. That, and that's probably like the only real big girl investment I, that I've done. So, and he just yeah. sold Tula. So he just like killed it with that. I don't even know what that sold for, but a crazy amount of money. I think it sold to like, not Procter and Gamble, or it might be, it was like some huge mother company. So Dibs is next. Let's go. <laughs> I can't. And the, and the products are amazing. Like, they're good. so good. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So anyone out there that hasn't tried Dibs, <laughs> come support my girl Jenna. <laughs> and the products yeah, are good. Watch my story. I always, like, talk. Like, I kind of, I feel like I always bring up Dibs some way, somehow. So I, I need to drop, like, a full Dibs tutorial or something. Because it's, uh, yeah. it's really easy to use. And it's clean. And it, it's great. And the Gavin Mignon earrings and the one one swim. We'll tag all of those all the, in the it's in like the show all notes. Over the map, like shoes, earrings, swimwear, babies. <laughs> yeah, but Jenna, that's so amazing. And again, like having the courage to put yourself out there, you know, and, and for us, we didn't grow up with social media like kids do today. So the no. fact that you had, you know, you had the courage to step out there and do this. It, it completely took your life. I mean, it found your, you know, you got your husband on through social media. Like how wild is that? I think like I mean, the think most common it. denominator is to just be fearless. And that's really hard because you can't just do that. But like not being scared. Like I wasn't scared of like what Brooks was going to like think. Like I used to be scared of like what he thought about my like Instagram stories or like, should I post this? What's Brooks going to think? And I'm like, who cares? Like what? Like, so I think that's another big piece of advice is just like not caring as much. Cause you, I, once I like release that, like you feel like there's cameras on you at all times. Like people are watching me. What are they going to think? Like once you just forget about all that, the next part of your life begins. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's interesting. So let's like pinpoint that. So what I'm hearing you say is instead of focusing on the fear and worrying about, yeah, like what anyone else thinks it's Judgment. listening to your own inner voice and saying, I want to do this and trusting that more than what might happen if someone else says something. Yeah, it's kind of, but yes and no, because sometimes your inner voice might be like, don't do it, but you're do it. Yeah. like, do it. Like, I don't Tell, know. Like, yeah. It's like almost like overriding some of that stuff. Like definitely, you know, don't do anything stupid, like go break a law yeah. or like, you know, yes, yes, yes. but if it's like, in, sometimes in the context, if it's, if something, in the context if of your dreams, we're talking of. about here, people. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like something that is you're you're scared of, usually that means you're supposed to go towards it. Like, like back to the beginning, like a therapist. Like it was scary signing up for a therapist that challenges me and asking me hard questions. Oh, that must mean I'm supposed to be there. Like with Brooks, like I was like in the beginning terrified to like say you know text him first, but that might mean that I was supposed to do that. You know, like he didn't know where I stood. Um. Yeah, and then with like Sports Illustrated swimsuit, I was terrified to submit that first audition because 
what are people going to think? They're going to think I'm only doing it because of Brooks or I'm, if I get it, it's not fair because of, you know, this and that and the other thing. Like, like you just have to kind of override those fears and just do it. Like, just do it. Be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that, Jenna. See, thanks for the, thanks for the pep talk. If no one else needs it, I do. <laughs> I don't like this whole new wave of um, imposter syndrome. Like, I don't believe in it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm like delusionally delusional, but I truly don't believe in it at all. And I don't resonate. It's like the only kind of movement that I'm not really resonating with because I think everyone is just so unique and individual. And even if it's been done before, it's not how you're going to do it. So I don't know. I think just throwing that out the window too has also really helped. Like I'm not scared to start a new project or say something on the internet or, you know, post this one TikTok that's already been done before. Like I just don't care. <laughs> do you have any advice because of your training and being in different pageants and being able to get up on a runway, being seven months pregnant in front of tons of cameras and everything. Do you have any little bits of advice that you could share that have helped you maybe even when you felt a little nervous about something? Yeah. I mean, I was definitely nervous because it was the first time I didn't have any control over what my body looked like because I was pregnant and I wasn't going to diet. Like, no. And I barely even worked out because I, I was just nauseous most of my pregnancy. Um, but you know what? I was like, this is my biggest dream in life. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to rock it because they chose me. Like I'm there for a reason. So that definitely helped. Uh, Cause I already, you know, I got booked for the job, <laughs> but just on random days, I'm, I'm going to quote um, Ella Halikas, who's this beautiful Greek uh, model who models for sports illustrated. And um, she's a curvy model. And she's just like, put on the damn bikini. Like you only have one life. Like who cares? Like it just goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of just like, not caring. Like, I, I think we're our harshest critics. Like no person is going to look at someone and be like, Oh, she shouldn't have worn that today. Like, I don't think that way. I, I'm just like, do it, you know, just do it and like own it. It's so hard. Cause there's not like a way to teach someone that you just have to do it. You know? So, so practice by getting more confident, just doing. And just being sure of it. Like, I'm going to wear this today, and this is the decision that I'm making, and it's the right one. So I don't care what people think. <laughs> well, Jenna, on that note, I always like to think about, you know, an inner beauty code. I'll just explain to you. So inner beauty code to me is finding those keys that kind of unlock those things within you. And we talked about a lot of examples of that today and going after mm -hmm. what you want and having the courage to step forward is one of those internal keys that you hold within you. Because I think everyone has a special thing, a code that makes them unique. And when we start talking about comparison, looking at what other people are doing and saying, oh, there's too many people doing this out there, too many people doing that. You can talk yourself out of expressing or sharing the gifts that you're meant to with the world or being the person that you're, mm -hmm. that you could be the best version of yourself. So if you could summarize maybe one or two of those about yourself, what do you think it mm -hmm. is? Yeah. The first one that immediately came to mind was not dimming my light. Like not being a lesser version of myself for fear of what others might think. Like sometimes I'm loud. Sometimes I'm quiet. Sometimes I have one more glass of wine too much. Like not changing who I am to appease someone. Like when I go 
this was the probably the hardest thing that I've ever done is to not change myself for the crowd. I speak to a hundred people at the Best Buddies Gala, or if I go to an event with Brooks with a bunch of like golfers or like uptight businessmen, or if I'm just with my girlfriends, not changing myself in any of those circumstances. And that that is like really a weight was lifted. Cause in pageants sometimes you do kind of have to be like a perfect version of yourself. So in a way I had to unlearn that. But I think that that has really helped just being consistent. Don't dim your light, dim any side of you for anybody. And then, yeah, just facing your fears and just going for it. I know that just sounds so cheesy, but I think people's limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome, like is taking over the world. Like say, screw you to all that and just do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Like, you know, you and this podcast or someone in a career change or messaging that guy, even though they haven't heard from them in a few days, like you just mm -hmm. have to do it. Cause you just, you got to take matters into your own hands sometimes. Jenna, I absolutely love that. I know that um, the listeners are going to find so many little keys of wisdom and little nuggets of info that can inspire and help them move forward in their own life. So thank you so much for your time. And thanks everyone for listening. If people want to find you, Jenna, where can they go? My Instagram is probably the most active. It's J-E-N-A-M Sims, Jenna M Sims. That's Instagram and on TikTok, which I'm enjoying as well. And then you can contact me through there. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. And thank you, Jenna. You're welcome. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got some valuable takeaways from this episode. Info will be in the show notes, but the Inner Beauty Code podcast is available on all major listening platforms. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We love to hear from you. So if there are any other topics you want to hear about, DM at Inner Beauty Code on Instagram. See you next time. And remember, unlocking the code to your inner beauty is always within your reach. <laughs>